say Metro by T-Mobile, got the best deal in wireless, and it's all for you, all for me. Just switch quickly, cause Metro has two lines for 80, and two Samsung Galaxy J7 Star phones for free, plus Amazon Prime included, that's the way wireless should be, only at Metro. Plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile Network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to uh, the interview with Rome again for another episode. On today's episode, I have with me esteemed author and podcaster Christine Raymond. Started to publish her first book in 2013, and she's gone on to complete two romance series. One being a historical western, and another one contemporary. But we'll get into that and more today's segment. I want to bring to the show Christine Raymond. Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. So, I want to get right into it. Who is Christine Raymond? A question for the century. No. <laughs> I am a over 50, happily married woman living in rural Kentucky who decided five years ago to write a book. And one book turned into two, turned into 15, and uh, no end in sight. Awesome. Okay. So, what made you decide, like, okay, I'm going to write a book? What, what was your inspiration for that? You know, it, it, it has, has never been a lifelong ambition of mine. My husband and I used to kind of joke back and forth that I should write a book just because I'd have these crazy dreams and i tell him about them. He's like, oh, yeah, you should, you should turn that into a book. And I was like, nah, i just it, it, not really interested in it. And in 2013, a girl I worked with, Laramie Briscoe, she had self-published her own books. And she started telling me about it and about the process. And I thought, no, this sounds kind of interesting. I want to give it a try. And I really wasn't looking past just that first book, which was Here to Stay. And uh, by the time I wrote it, I was kind of just hooked on the process. And yeah, I, I just haven't looked back since. Cool, cool, cool. So what's the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning? Most mornings, it's taking a nap. No. <laughs> <laughs> How many uh, pets do you have? Oh, more than I need. Um, my husband and I, we rescued for years, so we have we have dogs and cats. Most of them are elderly now, so they're in their last stages of, of life. So it's like elder care here for, for pets. I see. <laughs> a friend of mine and her husband, yeah, they do the same thing. They have a gang of dogs and no, no cats. But definitely a gang of dogs, and they take in a lot of a lot of rescue animals. They're really good, um, kind of spirited people to um, to do so. Are you a hopeless romantic? No, I mean I'd like to be, and I guess maybe that's why I write the kind of books that I do because there is something about you know two people falling in love and and having that happily ever after that I think is 
think everybody wants, but or most people want. I won't. I won't speak for everyone, but you know, I just I, I kind of see the reality of things, and I, I don't know that it really works out. <laughs> yeah. So these romance novels that you write, do they derive from any personal experience? And if so, like. Like, I mean, true personal experience, that is. I'm sure they get some form of inspiration, but, like, for the ones that you do write, are there, is there anything that, like, you've actually gone through an experience that you, your, your audience would be able to pick up on? Um, I don't know that the audience would be able to pick up on them. There are parts of me, parts of experiences I've had and personality quirks and things like that in, in all of the books I've written. I guess the one that stands out the most is, if anybody's read the Hidden Springs series, um, Landry, who is, well, she's introduced in book one, but book two is about, is her story, and she deals with infertility, and I, that, that is my story, what she goes through with the miscarriages and the infertility, that is, that happens with me in real life, and that is that why I wrote that in there, I mean, I, I wanted to kind of give one of my characters something that I had faced myself. I see. It's unfortunate that you had to go through that. Well, thank you. It, it, it was, but I really do believe that, that there's a reason that things work out the way they do, and, and it, it all turned out for the best, so. Yeah, okay. So, how long have you and your husband been married? We will be married 26 years this year, been together 28. That's awesome, that's we, awesome. Thank you. We met on a blind date when I was fixed up with his best friend. <laughs> and so the blind date was with his best friend. It was at a barbecue, and I happened to see my husband. And yeah, the, I just, I kind of just knew he was the one. Yes, he was and smitten from the start, huh? Pretty much, yeah. And uh, we got married two years later, and like I said, we'll be married 26 years this June. So I guess he's the one. If not, he's stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. That's how that's going to work, right? Um, so how does your husband feel about your writing? He is my biggest supporter. I mean, he believes in me when I don't even believe in me. You know, he just, he is just so supportive and cheers me on and I'll come up to him with an idea and he'll be like, yeah, you should do that. And like I said, you know, even throughout the years, he was the one who always said, oh, you should write a book that, that dream with you know, make a good storyline, and so he's he's absolutely wonderful. That's awesome. It's good to have somebody in your corner that truly does support what you do, not just saying it, but really putting forth that effort. It, it makes what we do, like as far as being being involved in our business, so much so much easier to feel like and know that you're not alone. Granted, you're the you're the star of the show, but you sometimes you do sometimes feel like you need someone on like to like you know kind of kind of uh, i would say motivate you keep uh, keep you going right yeah. absolutely and and even when i started the podcast he was you know i, I kind of came to him that to me was sort of a crazy idea and it's like you know i'm thinking about starting this podcast to help promote other authors and he's like yeah do it what do we need to do you know i mean he was just behind me up a thousand percent and you know, I love him for a lot of reasons, but I love him for that too. Definitely, definitely, great man, great man. We speak of. He, I'm sure when he hears this, he'll know. Got a got a great woman. Also, uh, talking about the great man. Would you ever turn one of your books into a movie? And if so, which one would you do? Hmm, 
if Hollywood came knocking, then I'd say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, any agents out there, sure, you know, give me a call. Um, you know, I think I think all of them that I've written, any of them would be would be good for for a movie. The Celebration series is more kind of a Hallmarky theme type type story. Uh, you know, Tempted, of course, is a little more on the risque side, so that would <laughs> that would be a little R rated. Um, no, if westerns make a comeback, I'd love to see the Hidden Spring series uh, even even turn into a you know a TV show, a Netflix series or something. So yeah, it's not uh, it's definitely something I'd consider if the offer was right. Uh, you mentioned in your in your downtime that you like to speaking of Netflix, you 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 watch a lot on on Netflix. So what would be your favorite series right now? Right now. Um, Right now, we're actually watching Royal Pains, which I know is several years old, but I haven't, uh, I never saw it, and really enjoying it. It's kind of lighthearted medical show, if no one's familiar with it. It's about a concierge doctor in the Hamptons, and so kind of enjoying that. Um, in the past, you know, I, I liked uh, Longmire, Grace and Frank. I really want to watch you. The thing is, I don't have a lot of time to watch TV, so binge watching is something that happens maybe, you know, once a month. Yeah. Kind of thing, maybe because it, it just it'll have to happen on a day where I'm just kind of like yeah I don't want to deal with anything today I'm just gonna step away from the business and sort of regroup and not think about anything book related and just kind of veg. So what's the hardest part of your creative process when you're cultivating your classics known as your books? Ah, classics. I'm not sure that was ever been <laughs> in my book, but thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, Pick up. Yeah, um, definitely. Christine classics. You got to have them. <laughs> That's right. You know, um, sometimes it's just finding the right word. I, I know what I want to say, but how to say it doesn't necessarily come easily, especially if I, I'm really searching to, to create a scene or even a sentence in, in a specific way. I get stumped a lot because I am... I am sort of a perfectionist. I don't, I'm not one of these people who writes the first draft, doesn't care what it, what it sounds like, just get the words on paper and then go back and clean it up. I actually clean it up as I go along. I see. So a lot of times when I'm writing, it just kind of, I'll hit a spot. And, and I really can't move forward until I figure out what I want to say right with what's right in front of me. So that, that I would say is kind of my biggest, my biggest difficulty with writing. It's just coming up with the right words sometimes. With that being said, as far as like me being me being a guy and you writing romance novels, how would you go about engaging men to read your romance novels if that's even like on your scope of things to do? Well, I hope that anybody who's interested in romance would read them regardless of of who they are. Well said. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know how to answer that because I guess I sort of go think along the stereotypical lines of, you know, women read romance, but I know that's not true. I know that a lot of men read romance. There are men that write romance. So it, it really is an equal opportunity genre, but I don't, I don't know. As you know, I write from a woman's point of view when I write my stories. So I kind of don't know what a man is looking for in a romance novel. I see. So well, I, I don't, I don't really know. 
Well, if anything, you're given an insight of how a woman looks at romance. This particular woman being Christine looks at romance. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one that's one aspect that can be taken from it for, for a guy that's really trying to understand women a little bit better, which is still an impossible <laughs> feat in life to fully understand because i mean we we all we both see things differently you know with, through the eyes of a man and through the eyes of a woman a lot of certain things we do you guys won't ever get and definitely vice versa oh absolutely yes absolutely so and you, you know i think that's okay you know yeah. I mean, that's that's fair and i have no problem with a man being a man and a woman being a woman yeah. <laughs> so, do you feel like writing romance has helped your own relationship in any way um you know one of the things about writing romance, at least for me, and, and I kind of think Ken talks with some other authors because it's things that we've chatted about before. You know, we, we're writing fictional stories, we're, we're writing sometimes about how we want things to happen, and like I said earlier, you know, real life isn't necessarily that, you know, you see someone, you fall in love, you have your little conflict, you resolve it, and then you have your happily ever after. Real life is appointments and bills and you know unexpected car repairs and not being in the mood and you know having having date night planned and then somebody gets sick and and that's the kind of stuff you don't necessarily find in a romance novel because nobody wants to read about real life they want to read about you know the the juicy yeah juicy the juicy stuff of, of it Today's social media age that we live in where everybody's always on, it seems like everybody's always on their phones and just distracted. Do you think long-term marriages are still possible in such an environment? I think they're possible if the people want to put work into it because that's, that's what any relationship is. It does take work. I mean, when you, when you first meet somebody and you first get together, it seems like it all comes easy. But again, it's those weeks and sometimes years of conflict that you, you know, you might not really like the person you live very much and you kind of have to just dig in and say, I know that being with this person is worth it. I know that it's worth the, the feeling miserable and not agreeing and not liking them and, you know, wanting to do something else. I know that in my heart, in the long run, this is worth it. So, you know, is it possible? Yes, it is. But again, it, it really depends on how badly the people involved want to, how badly they want it. Looking back to like high school time frame, what was your personality like in high school? Um, and I'll say, I guess a two part to that question is, what did you want to be when you were growing up? And I would say, are you doing that now being an author? what you're hearing now because I kept to the background I was kind of shy I didn't like being up in front of people um, didn't really like the unknown, wasn't big into taking chances so I am definitely a different person now than I was back then. Um, as far as what I wanted to be when I grew up was mom so no that part didn't pan out for me and I mean that, that's, that's a true thing, I did not want a career I, I wanted to be a mother. 
getting back into the getting to your book tempted like i said me and me and my buddy were uh, as we were sitting at the sitting at the bar um yesterday um got drink, drinking a few drinking a few brews and pretty much coming up with material for for today's uh interview i was like he was he was doing we were doing some reading and we uh, and i wanted to know how did you feel about the protagonist in your book dealing with her husband who who doesn't uh, recognize her value anymore so uh, yeah i wanted to know what was your i would say i would say inspiration but where where did you come up with like such ideas you know i just started thinking about for me that story is more about the consequences of the choices we make than it is about being unfaithful in the book jane is been married for you know close to 30 years and you know as you said her, her husband doesn't pay any attention to her and and just really she thinks that the, this flame has has gone out and she has this opportunity you know this, this man this complete stranger shows interest and propositions her and, and she has to decide whether or not she's going to take him up on it and the story is about what happens and and the the damage that can be done based on her choices and i think a lot of times we make choices based on how we feel in the moment i'm talking in real life now you know we'll make a choice based on how it feels in the moment and not think about what can be lost what those consequences are what will change and that's the story i wanted to write it wasn't so much about her infidelity it was more about what happens to her life and kind of wasn't worth it. I see this and these type of things happen like all the time, whether it's movies or even in real life. Um, my uh, experience with I would say with women, with women throughout throughout my uh, short thirty three years on this uh, on this earth, I've seen I've seen such things happen, or even just my I would say own, I would say own relationships too, where the individual is not is is not willing to put forth such effort and. And you love this individual and then and then of course uh it's, it's almost like I, I guess it's like running a business and uh, and working for a company and if you don't feel appreciated by your by your boss you, you you tend to you tend to look elsewhere and and it's not i'm not saying it's right as far as relationships go i mean well your job is one thing but your relationship is a whole nother thing because you want to be clear about what uh about what you feel and about what makes you happy and ultimate and ultimately your happiness should come from within i feel like that and anybody that that comes along should really just contribute to your happiness but ultimately your your happiness shouldn't rely on just just one person you know you know, or or anything else besides you besides yourself it's, and I, it's not you're not excusing you know anyone's actions that you having that person that's there that just so happens to that happens to be there because that other individual is either either working or something like that and they know they they're basically getting like a cheat sheet as far as like what what really makes you tick what's what what you don't like from that your partner's doing and what what you do like you 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 put those things and you put those things together and you can pretty much you can run you can run away with that individual because you feel like that individual listens to you and the other one doesn't 
but I mean, if you're really working on something, it, it you you have to. I guess to say you have you have to like keep in mind. You know, you don't have to be so selfish in a sense. I'm lo like looking at this, the storyline as far as what your what your protagonist had in the book Tempted, as far as like how she's seen that. I see that countless times, and it's just a matter of I would say paying attention and making folks the priority. Yes, you can work hard and make your significant other the priority. So I just you know that's just something I I, I picked up just from reading that. Which um, yeah, we'll have to get more in go, get more into reading that that particular book. Uh, attempted seems very very interesting. Um, just what the what the the character is going is going through is faced with and you know the challenges that you go through because we all i mean everyone is faced with temptation so it'd be interesting just to learn how that how that ends for her and then it comes back to again how invested you are in the relationship that you're in yes you know I, because if if you're willing to deal with the not so fun stuff and and being ignored and feeling unappreciated unappreciated and and all of that to to get to a better end you know it, it truly is each person's decision whether or not they're going to stay or go or cheat or whatever you know i'm i'm not going to say whether it's whether it's right or wrong because each person has to make that decision in that moment what they feel is right for them i mean i i personally don't think cheating is a good thing just put that out there but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna judge somebody who does it because i'm not in their shoes i'm not in a relationship i don't know what they go through yeah. um but again it all comes back to the consequences because you might end up with those people who will judge you or don't understand or you know you end up destitute on the street so yeah it's, it's not it's it's a choice yeah so so staying on the subject of uh let's say like relationships how do you keep the fire in a healthy relationship respect i think first and foremost you have to respect the person that you're sharing your life with it doesn't necessarily mean that you agree with all their decisions or like all of their habits or anything like that but you you have to respect them and be willing to compromise and that to me is what keeps passion alive and it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual passion it's just it's it's passion for each other for wanting this person to be in your life because they make you a better person because they're in your life so have you ever been in a, a toxic relationship or recognizing it being toxic yes okay so um actually was didn't date much before i met my husband and like i said we're going on 28 years together so right You don't really recognize that it's toxic until I don't know something something dawns on you something clicks maybe somebody says something to you or you see it in somebody else and you're just like wow this is what you know I'm this is what I'm involved in right now and it's like well, right. how, so how do you fix this how do you fix being in a, a toxic relationship well you, there is no way to fix it the only thing you can do really is exit you have to exit because you're clearly not valued so you have you have to leave you have to leave that relationship and allow that individual to see their issues their flaws in themselves and and even like flaws that you may even have in your own self that could have contributed to being toxic because it's toxic is it does it's not always just one way 
It can be like a lot of things that you dealt with from childhood that you didn't even know about um, really. And you, you do these things and then you see the like the outcome when you have like the same outcome, like you go and you get in these like multiple relationships and they all turn out, you know, the same way or you keep getting the same type of personality. You're, it, you have to, you have to look in the mirror. When it becomes a pattern, that's when you have to look in the mirror. That's just my mindset for that. Right. So, no, there's, there's truth to that, definitely. And, and in your own relationship. So how how did you know that your husband was the one for you? I know you had mentioned earlier you, you knew he was the one, like the almost like the moment you met him. But how did you know that your husband was the one for you? You know, it sounds simple, but we just connected. I mean, we, um, like I said, we, I was on a blind date. The, the girl I was friends with wanted to fix me up with her brother. So she invited me over for a barbecue at her house. Her brother was there, and then his best friend, my husband. And I kind of just knew when I saw him, I was like, well, you know, he's kind of cute. And and her brother was very nice. I, you know, I liked him, nothing, nothing against him. It just, there was just no connection there. And that night, we, the four of us went out to a, uh, to a club and my husband and I, we just started talking and it was like an hour later and it kind of occurred to me that I didn't know where my date was. And to give him credit, he had saw that my husband and I were hitting it off, and he just kind of left us alone, and and he was over having a good time, and you know, with a bunch of other people, and we've been inseparable ever since. That's a that's a beautiful so story. Like, that's a beautiful story. You actually might have to turn that into a movie. For some, pitch that to uh, the ho the Hollywood agent that gives you <laughs> gives you the call, right? Uh, that's beautiful uh you should definitely cue in the pat benatar we belong right now it would just be so that's so right. fitting for the story right <laughs> so uh valentine's day just passed so let me ask you as far as how do you feel about like valentine's day and like does your husband have to get you something extravagant for valentine's day to show how much he loves your art is that the type i guess the love language as they as they coined the phrase that have to happen for you would you need need that to happen <laughs> we, uh, we honestly don't really recognize Valentine's Day. He shows me he loves me every day. Like so it's supposed to be. Done. I don't need any grand gestures or anything like that. Right, 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 right. And that's, yeah, and that's, I don't know, maybe, maybe some, some, some of us today just feel like social media is like the time to be like a star so to give a reason to send like a picture of like flowers or uh, like a tremendous bouquet of flowers or I don't I don't know so um, being an author I'm gonna ask you uh, what is your top five favorite books that you've read in your life oh, see there's no way I can narrow it down <laughs> to, uh, to five um, I can do kind of like authors maybe yeah okay that okay that'll work that'll work I, I, you know I grew up reading the James Harriet books the all creatures great and small about his uh, his 
love those books to this day. I love those books. When I really just want to have an enjoyable read, I will sit down and read those books. So he, he would be an all-time favorite. Um, I love Sandra Brown. Just have read her book since the 80s. She is my my romance uh, hero, <laughs> my romance heroine. I just I just love her. T.J. Tracy, who writes uh, thrillers, love her. Um, gosh, I'm, they're they're just like I'm I'm gonna leave people out of the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> just too many, too many authors that I like. You know, I read uh, I read romance. I read horror. I love Dean Koontz. Um, I still, I still have my Nancy Drews on my shelf from when I was a kid, so I love those. I just, I love to read. I've always loved to read. My earliest memories are of either my mother or my sister reading to me. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of no surprise that I reached a point in my life where I started writing because there are just so many great stories out there and I felt I needed to contribute a few more. Definitely. Definitely making your making your place in history with these Christine classics. That's the second time I've coined that oh. phrase. So um, we're gonna keep that. We're just gonna keep that thing going. Definitely, definitely. Hashtag Christine classics is what is what will be done for this. Uh, <laughs> for this. Um, so yeah. So being you're in romance, what are your top five? I would say romance movies, whether it's romance drama, romance comedies. What what's your top five? Yeah. Okay. This is a little bit easier. I love Karina Karina, uh, Indian Summer, Band in Real Life. Let's see, talk a lot. Another uh, because I said so. The Jane Austen Book Club. I know there's more than five now because I could just keep going. A while you were sleeping is one of my all-time favorites. Okay. So I, I yeah, I like those kind of movies. I'm trying to think of that movie that I saw with guy who plays Cyclops. It goes back and forth between like them being old and them being young. Yeah, James Martin was in the movie. It was no, the best of me. That's it. The best of me. Had you had you seen that movie before? The I haven't seen that. No, oh, I sure haven't. Wow. Yeah. Highly recommended. One I need to add to my list. Highly recommended. Highly recommended movie. Um, the best of me. I really, I really enjoyed it. I mean, if you like the Notebook, the Notebook's little brother or little sister, have you? How you view it? It was good. It was really, it was really good. I mean, a notebook. I I watched it only because of like the hype I'd heard about it. Almost like the um, the the only reason I watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, so same thing. I haven't seen I haven't seen the notebook either. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean these. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean they're, they're I mean, they're nice. You know, it draws it really does draw like the viewer in. You're, it's a definite definite tearjerker. For I would say for women and maybe some guys too. You know, that that, that are not too proud to just uh, to, you know to cry. I mean, because it just they pull you. They really pull you into the character, and that's really what you want to do with. I'm sure you do with your with your books. You know, you pull them in. You have them like you really know this individual. Like for that whatever however long it takes for you to read the book, these are. These are, these are characters you get to know, and you wonder what's like next for them, like in the next next series. Yes, with any story, that's what you want to do. Is you want to, whether it's a movie or you know, TV show, or book, anything, you want to pull that person into the world you created. Yeah. Let's just say so an, a Hollywood agent calls you. A Hollywood producer wants to to use one of your books for a movie. Who do you envision? Let's just say for Tempted. Who do you envision playing? the actress in your movie for Tempted. 
see my go-to is Julia Roberts. I just absolutely love her. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. think she can, she can play any role. And, yeah, I just, I, yeah, Julia. Julia, if you're listening, give me a call. <laughs> yeah, I just watched her in Mother's Day. I watched Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day was good. I like I liked Mother's Day. That was pretty cool. To like the, and it's like, I think that was the last of, that might have been the last Penny Marshall film, um, God, uh, God Rest Her Soul. Penny Marshall was awesome um, as a uh, as a yeah. as a movie director in my in my opinion. Like watching yeah yeah, yeah watching uh, Mother's Day just showing like the different type of mothers like even like the like it has like the hot stepmom and then having the the actual mom that's like a little bit oh even a hot stepmom she's like twenty years younger and she's with you know the that like Jennifer Aniston's she's with Jennifer Aniston's character's husband and they have like two kids and it's like having to deal with this woman that's 20 you know that's clearly like a baby you know it's basically a baby in her eyes and she's with her ex-husband and her kids so it's like they, they you know they, they key in on that then you have like the lesbian relationship who are not they're not quite ready to to, to open up to their parents because they're a little bit you know old-fashioned and they, they, they wouldn't be able to accept it like so with so much welcome the julia roberts character is a like a as a talk show host a very famous no not even talk show host she has like a jewelry line kind of like what is it qvc or something and oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So she she has qvc lineup of jewelry and like she learns that so, well she doesn't really i mean she knew but one of the other characters in the, in the movie is trying to find her mother and I don't want to give the I don't want to give the movie away, but you definitely should check it out. It definitely, I think everybody should definitely um check out the movie Mother's Day. It was pretty, it was pretty good. It's a yeah, you know, chick chick flick for sure, but it's a good. It has a good storyline. Oh, add it to my Yeah, yeah. So that so you have the the Notebook, you have the Best of Me, and you have uh Mother Mother's Day. Being being you're a Julia Roberts fan, you definitely want Mother's Day on there. I think she, you know, like you said, she can pull anything off. She has a show, a show on Amazon right now, Homecoming. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but yes, yeah, she has that. I haven't either, but yeah, that's on my list too. Yeah. So, yeah. so also, I mean, you also run a podcast, you know, word wordplay. So what is what is the hardest part about running a podcast for you? Balancing time between working on the podcast and writing. I started the podcast kind of spur of the moment at the end of last year as a way to help promote authors and give them an opportunity to just, you know, kind of talk about what interests them. And it's, it's just blown up in a really good way, but it's, it's just amazing. So many, so many fantastic authors out there and they, they want to be on the show and I'm just absolutely, and that part of it, the, the actual, you know, talking with them, is great, but then it's the work that comes afterwards. I kind of didn't anticipate, you know, like the editing and yes, and yes. producing the show and all of that. And so it's it's finding the balance between getting that done and then having time to write. So that's uh, that's it for me right now. And I'm I'm still trying to find that balance because I have several books I want to get out this year and haven't really had time to work on yet. <laughs> I see. And what genre would you be re releasing in these in these books that are coming out? Well, I'm working on a cozy mystery right now, so I took a you know a complete turnaround from romance to do something different. Although there is kind of a, a little romantic aspect to this book. And then I have a another historical western romance that I want to write, and then I'm going to be starting on a contemporary romance series. So I do think, aside from cozy mystery. 
I do think romance is, in some form, is going to be my go-to genre. Okay. I mean, what's better than two people falling in love, you know? Yeah, well, there's nothing like that. I mean, that's, we would hope to find that in today's society, but we're too busy on our phone. Um, but I, but I digress. <laughs> I might have asked this already. I don't think I did. No, your your parents. How did your parents feel, or your folks feel about the novel? Well, my dad passed away before I became an author, so oh, wow. he never got a chance to see me do this. Okay. Um, but my mom is really supportive. She she loves my book. She tells everybody she knows about her book. Although I did warn her not to be tempted because it is a little, you know. Pushing the limits there a little bit, and she didn't listen to me, and she read it anyway, and then I got an earful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like for me. I'm like, if anybody listens to my podcast, Two Cents, or even like the locker room, I'm I'm quite vulgar. So like a lot of t- a lot of times, and this definitely is I would say helping me being very uh, professional by not using it with so much cur- I'll say cursing. So like for my mother, who is a devout Christian, to hear to hear my mom. I mean, she knows she she married she married my dad. He's you know he's a sailor. So. <laughs> Um, it's one of those, it's one of those things where you you this is your fault. <laughs> you, have to, you have to you gotta gotta accept accept this. So I can definitely imagine like what it's like having your mom read your uh, your novels and be like, wow, okay, that's 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 erotic. And and you know like this is my this is my daughter. Um, and, and right. we have to remember that our kids are are they they're, they're they're human too. They're human too, and they they definitely are faced with life the same way that that we that we are. Me personally, like I have a fourteen year old, and I don't doubt. Like I know the person I was at her age and the mouth that I had. So I wouldn't even doubt. Like she may never admit to me or even tell me, but I know for sure that my my daughter's got a foul has a foul mouth. She she might do it amongst her friend, amongst her friends. But that as right. that's just, you know, I'm just that I'm I'm a realist when it comes when it comes to that. Um But that comes back to respect though. You know, you can you can act a certain way with a group of people, but then you respect those who who don't want to hear the language. Definitely or, definitely or, you know, the, the, the subjects you're talking about. Or right, 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 right. Before before we close out, and it's been a great, um, really great interview. I really appreciate you being on the show, Christine. It's been awesome. Oh, or, thanks for having me. Or Chris, as I call her. I'm the only one that calls that, that calls her Chris. Um, we'll, <laughs> let's say, do you still believe in fairy tale endings as far as like, as far as romance goes? Or is that just like a thing, of something we can read about? But you feel like in real life, there's a, I would say a fairy tale ending. I think, Anybody who has found love and can sustain it and is with the person that, if, they're, uh, if they have a love that, <laughs> I think anybody who has found love and can sustain it and get through all of the, the daily struggles and all of that, to me, that is a fairy tale in me. Okay. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be, you know, Cinderella all the time but yeah i think i think anybody who's lucky enough to find that person respects them and believes in them and they respect and believe in the person they're with that is fairy tale. and i think that uh, i i would agree i would agree with you i'd say like for for me my stance on fairy tale endings i unfortunately in my life it the way it's the way it's been everything i love uh, or every, as every woman i love i lose type thing uh, it's been so at least so far 
Um, that's what it's that's what it's been. And whether that's them leaving me or or me leaving them, but yeah, it's just been that case. And it's just one of those things where you just have to try to figure it out. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna say I don't believe that fairy tale endings do can can happen even from a guy's perspective because yeah we i think at the end of the day we all want that sense of like security in a in a person that we would spend the our, our lives our lives with and and it's like being able to being able to trust someone being able to communicate being able to you know to have good times with to have bad times with and it's it's out there i know for sure it's uh you know it's out there it may take some work but yeah i i firmly believe i'm i'm i believe it's out there for those that do want to do that because i say like my my brother um <laughs> my, my my brother thinks outside the box i love him very very dearly he has such a brilliant mind for someone so young and it can be a little bit uh it, you know uh, i'd say strange at times for some but his con you know he has this concept now that you know, you can you you can you don't have you don't really have to be with anyone you know what i mean like you can be you can be happy alone you can be happy alone my but i mean uh, yeah i believe in that too i i really do i i think it all depends on the person and and what they're looking for in life and and as far as your situation goes i think you just haven't found the person who deserves you yet well, yeah well um Time will tell. <laughs> time, time, okay. time will definitely tell that. Um, so, who is your Hollywood crush? Jason Statham. Ah. My husband knows that. Yeah, <laughs> my husband knows that if Jason comes knocking, that's that's our deal breaker. I see. So, you do you actually like Jason Statham's movies? Oh yeah. Do you like it because they're actually good movies, or you like okay. him because of how he looks? Because he's really nice to look at. Okay, that's I, what's I, what I no, thought. No, I do. I do enjoy the movies too, but. It helps that he's really nice to look at. <laughs> I walked, I walked me, my podcast fam, family, my, I, we lived together when I was, when I was in the Air Force, me and, uh, me, Jeff and Ebony, we, Jeff was a big, he's a big Jason Statham's fan of, of, of like the transporter. We went to go see the transporter three in theaters and we sat there for like an hour and, uh, and we walked out. Yeah. I just, yes. Uh -huh. Jason Statham is, I like him in, I like him in the Fast and the Furious series. I, I, I will say that the the bank job was good too. The bank job was good. I liked the yeah. bank job. I really yeah, did like the bank job. That was a really good movie. The first, the first Transporter was really good. I have to go back and watch it, but Transporter Three definitely was like, what what's going on here? What's your husband's Holly? I would say Hollywood crush, celebrity crush rather. Uh, you know, I don't know. He's never he's never really said. Smart man, smart man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So where do you see yourself in five years? Well, hopefully still doing what I'm doing. I want, you know, a lot of more books under my belt and I'd really like to be on a on a bestseller list. We'll see if that happens. Okay. Uh, you know, New York Times, USA Today, uh, Wall Street Journal, any of them, all of them <laughs> would yeah. be really nice. But even if that doesn't happen, I just want to be putting quality stories out there and hope that uh people reading them and enjoying them and hopefully the podcast will still be going good too and yeah life is good life is good in christine raymond's world so. definitely the law of attraction is real so if we speak about it these things the uh, god and the un i believe god in the universe will provide opportunities for us to ha to have to handle that you know to take to take these opportunities and and make the most of it so i definitely see that bestseller definitely christine raymond and I, I'll be, I'll be fortunate enough to say that I had her 
on my on my podcast you know just like when when you're i would say when you're when, when you're out there with all the other great great authors sitting sitting down there having conversations i can say that yes you know i had selling <laughs> uh author on my on my show i'm really thankful appreciate uh you uh, being on being on the show so where can readers and and listeners find you Easiest way is to go to my website, which is www.christineraymond.com, and that is Christine with a K. Uh, from there, you can find my books. I have a tab that says Wordplay, so you can listen to the podcast that have already aired. Yeah, find out. There's an About Me page. You can listen to other interviews I've done. You can find out where I'm going to be as far as if I'm going to be signing anywhere. And uh, yeah, pretty much everything's there. My books are available on all platforms, Amazon, Barnes Noble, uh, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, Tempted right now is Amazon exclusive, so uh, you'll only be able to get it through Amazon for right now. That may change later on in the year, but the rest of them are pretty much out there everywhere. I'm on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Books in Maine, uh, BookBub. I'm out there. Yeah, she's, she's promoting all over the town. All over the internet. Well, that's really that's, that's really right. good. Yeah. Well, Chris, as I call you, I want to, like I said, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's really cool to to speak with a romance author and just learning like some of the things that you go through being being an author. Period. And I definitely will be tuning in to the to the podcast wordplay with uh, with Christine Raymond. And hopes to have like I like I was mentioning to you. I hope to have my my cousin who has her has her book Broken Promises. Maybe she can be on your podcast someday. That be that would be awesome to to see that see Absolutely. that happening. So anything for me like before we before we close out, you have any any question for me that you could I would say say ask. Well, I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity to let me be on the show and uh, chat with you. I'm, I'm really love this and you're doing a great job i can't wait to hear the show and i'll check out some of your others and thanks a lot keep doing what you're doing all right all right well this is romy mac Say Metro by T-Mobile, got the best deal in wireless, and it's all for you, all for me. Just switch quickly, because Metro has two lines for 80, and two Samsung Galaxy J7 Star phones for free, plus Amazon Prime included. That's the way wireless should be, only at Metro. Plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile Network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.